0: Well, the first thing that I could even say out loud was double, double wacko.
1: You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's bowl after bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Come
2: to my fucking door.
3: This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay?
4: Stupid! You're so
5: stupid! Yankees, Red Sox, Maris, Mantle, Heckle & Jekyll, all the big rivalries in history. I, I like the pot much better. So good!
6: The truth, it can be a drug. Oh, shit, yes! Oh, shit, yes!
1: That sounds really good. Uh, okay, another heritage.
4: Woo, woo.
1: Dance and move your legs around.
6: She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yes! I knew it! I-, I told him last night that he had to come. Yeah. Yes!
4: Yes! That's right.
0: I didn't give him no choice in the matter. It is a Tuesday, after all. You need to come to the bowl. And thank you for making your way here on this, the last day of February for 2023. That's February 28th, to be precise. And you're listening to Bowl After Bowl, episode 227. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And
2: I'm Dame
0: DeLorean. And here we are with the bowlers just hanging out. Catching up and uh, filling you in for another Tuesday full of fun, full of uh, what's gone on in 33 this week, what weed legislation might be happening out there, changes in drug laws in general, some voicemails from the bowlers. It's all packed in to each bowl every Tuesday, and uh, thanks for joining with us. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate you. We've had a busy one. And, true. And uh, the busyness is not going to stop for the foreseeable future. Got a lot going on uh, in the past week and the next week. So uh, we'll make sure that you know about all of it, because that's how we do it. We keep you informed, you know? We don't want you to miss a thing. Don't, mention, uh, don't want you to miss a thing, even though everyone is just sick as balls down here. Uh. And uh, usually... I'm the last one to get it. Uh, Anything that goes down, I'm like the last man standing. And uh, here I am standing. It happened again. Not sick yet. God damn it. Keep it that way.
2: Yeah, we're going to keep you healthy Yeah. by quarantining ourselves. There's a stomach bug going around our house.
0: Hunkered down in the basement teaching classes (sighs) and then uh, trying to build my second note here.
2: Yeah. And you got no reason to leave the bowl because every time you come upstairs, someone is puking. Uh, It's
0: pretty insane. Yeah. Pretty insane. I'm just stuck in the middle of it. No one has missed it uh, except for me. So I'm not doing it, dude. I'm not doing all that. Whatever y'all are doing. (laughs) I'm not doing it. I'm telling you right now. I refuse. Yeah. I am smoking too many cigarettes and uh, drinking too much bourbon (laughs) to be able to uh, be even affected at all by whatever's going on with (laughs) y'all.
2: Yeah, see, that's what I'm missing. I think I, so. I think was, I think it's got to be a factor. I grab a pack of smokes and some whiskey.
0: I am just uh, purifying myself from the inside.
2: Then every time a kid barfs on me, it won't affect me.
0: Good God. <laughs> I'm still somehow affected. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We've well, yeah, we had a packed week. Uh, I remembered just in the nick of time about the Casey Bitcoiners uh, meetup last Thursday. I was able to show up to that, which was cool because uh, when I first got there, it was at Chicken and Pickle and just uh, on the other side of the river in North KC. And I got there and there was just like two guys at one table. And it was like 10, 15 minutes after the thing was supposed to start. And I was like, where's everybody at? But then, like, there was two other guys who were new at some other table. And then, like, everyone was just kind of scattered around wondering where everyone else was. Oh. (laughs) So, like, uh, I helped rally the troops and get them all to one bigger table.
2: You need a calling card instead of, like, you know, you can just shout, in the morning when you're at a no-agenda meetup. What do you say for Bitcoin?
0: I just turn around, and there's this big, bushy mustache. And people are like, oh, that's the guy, right? That, uh... It was a weirdo.
2: Probably had your boost hat on, too. That always helps. You know, helps.
0: I didn't have the boost hat on. What's up with that? Oh. What is up with that? This is like know. the one time in the last two years I haven't worn that thing. What can you do? I know where it is. I just... been uh, so absent-minded this, this, this past week. Everything is like uh, I'm doing just right under the wire all of the things that I need to do. Just barely getting them done. And uh, that's how it's gonna go. I think it's gonna stay that way. Egg production is way up. Yeah, that's been awesome. Out of the world. I mean, I go leave for two days, come back. It's like fourteen eggs in the in the bucket, in the straw box, whatever.
2: It was more than that when we got back.
0: Uh, yeah, actually, it was when, twenty-two when we got back. Uh, from our weekend up north, it was it was twenty-two. It says how we're going, man. Double digit egg grabs every other day. It's crazy. Uh what else was crazy? We just talked two days ago. Uh actually it feels like we just hung up the phone with yeah. Dave Jones.
2: Yeah, Dave was in the bowl.
0: I'm still uh high from that, actually. Reeling, just glowing. That was a I, great one. I love talking to Dave. He is so on um, I don't know, you might say him like brain wavelength. Uh, If you haven't heard the Bulls with Buds with Dave Jones, I recommend it just because every time I get to hear Dave talk, it's a treat. And uh, we got him in here for kind of a, just an informal chat. You know how the Bulls with Buds go we get the Buds together. It wasn't like a, you know, we know Dave doesn't like interview shows, so we didn't (laughs) really interview him. We just hung out and that was it.
2: Yeah. No interrogation.
0: That's right. It was the one-year anniversary of Live. That was kind of the pretense to get him back in. Um, What a year it's been. It's been a crazy year for Live, right? Crazy year for Live. With the uh, going lit on the Live item tag. It's just... It's something that you gotta do, man.
6: This is a new Live son of a bitch.
0: You gotta get on that tip. Gotta get on that tip. Gotta get out there. Run with the scissors. And... You know, I was I was re-listening to our conversation and um, I really kind of, in retrospect, kicking myself for downplaying the, you know, I I said I'm like hand-hacking the RSS feed like a moron and Dave corrected me and said like a professional, you know? Mm. Which I immediately turned into, well, a professional moron. But he had a great point. And it's sort of like how my gut feels and then I always just argue with myself or override it of like, Oh no, it's too crazy. But he said, you know, that's really the way nobody does the hand hack and just uploads the file, just like types in the RSS feed. He said, but that's like how you're going to learn what's going on. And it's not that hard to learn what's going on. In fact, that was like the opening ISO. It only takes an inch, right? It only takes an inch of looking under the hood And it's all labeled. Everything in the RSS feed is labeled. If you read one, um, and you know, there's a lot of like, ooh, angle brackets. But if you just ignore the angle brackets and look at the English words in there, everything's spelled out. If you're wondering, oh, who the hell was on this podcast? I've got a person tag in the item for who the hell was on the podcast. Not only does it have their name, it's got a little image link to their avatar, You can see a little picture of them. It's got a URL to go to a relevant link for them. Sometimes it's their No Agenda social account. Sometimes it's their uh, website for their show. Uh, Whatever it is, the relevant link for them is right there in a person tag. You can just learn pretty much everything. It's like the source of truth. It's where all the data hides for all your episodes. And um, it's funny because I'm like my biggest enemy When it comes to this this whole uh, teaching people stuff. You know, I think that people get in and they just, they're overwhelmed. They're like, they want an app to do everything for them. They want a big shiny button that they can tap on a phone. And as soon as they hear they've got to, like, learn something, everybody just runs for the hills. And I love learning shit. Like, it just, it really energizes me, it invigorates me. I like to do something I don't know how to do and then keep doing it until it works. And I do, like I don't come out the other side really feeling like I know how to do it now, but it does work. and that is kind of the goal. That's the goal. And I know more than I did when I started. And if I can say those two things, I don't really need like this uh, blissful nirvana of understanding. I don't need like the clouds to roll away. The clouds are always there. All the trees we burn, like it's just smoky everywhere, hard to see, uh, hard to really remember what you just did. But, um, that's how we learn, and we just we've gotten so far away from that. The culture is like, nah. I want somebody else to handle it for me. I want somebody else to think for me. I can't do it. And let me tell you, man, you can do it. You can do it.
2: Yeah, you just gotta get in the car and drive.
0: That's right. It's a fantastic time to be podcasting. It's a fantastic time to be Bitcoin'. Uh all these things, they're still like uh since they're still being built, like the early adopters have a hand in the direction of where it's going. And uh you know, the earlier that you start grabbing these technologies and learning about them the better you're going to be equipped down the road when some fuckery goes down you're going to be able to see it you know you're much harder to trick when you're more informed and playing with, uh, with this stuff and getting your hands dirty so that's why I highly recommend it and I love just getting in there getting my hands dirty and learning uh, and Dave he kind of he's been refocusing and and saying let's slow down on all this stuff, because we have been, uh, there's been tags being added and formalized. Uh, There's just features that are just feature after feature being added into the podcasting 2.0 namespace. And it was nice to kind of hear that whole, hey, let's take a deep breath. Let's relax. Let's slow down. Let's let some of this concrete kind of set. And then we can build some uh, gnarly crazy stuff on top or keep going. But like, you know, some of this has to mature. It takes a long time. And that was another kind of thing that I I didn't realize until I did some more research of how long it took uh, between the, the live tag being formalized and, and us actually using it. It was like two and a half months. Wow. Two and a half months just, just for that. And that was us going out and like almost kind of using it before it was really ready. But then you have the reverse uh aspect there of because we used it before it was ready, it then became ready like right away. It's like uh breaking trumps in in hearts or spades or something, you know. Like now it's fine. Now let's go, let's do it. And God, it's been it's been fantastic. It's been phenomenal. Such a fun ride. Uh so yeah, there was the Bulls of Buds. With Dave Jones, we've got another one coming up at the end of the week, which I'm very excited. We're going to sit back down with our boy Booberry.
2: Yeah, going boo-bowling.
0: That's right, boo-bowling. You may have heard <laughs> of him. Uh, so that will be great. Be joined uh, in the bowl by the one and only... Zosobi, Booberry, Freak of Hazard, Mothman, and The mini and The Horror of Yig. Uh, we want to get real technical. We always want to get technical on the show. No matter uh, what kind of resistance to that we might perceive out there. Uh, We're going to take you a little more technical. But then uh, we also got just the relaxed version of it, too. That's all. Because, you know, it's only mysterious and weird until it isn't. That's right. And I do have like a few things that I've been wanting to talk to boobies about. So that'll be a great opportunity. To sit down.
2: Talking to boobies. Always a good time.
0: No doubt. <laughs> I had a, I was lamenting earlier because I realized I had a big ISO folder of crap to send him again and I was going to shoot that over Sunday because I had just added some more stuff to it. Uh, Just totally forgot because mm. we had our hands full and we had to go somewhere else. You know, we always got something else to get to. And, um, so I had already made my dad wait longer than I probably should have. So I was like, yeah, if I do two more or three more things, then that'll be another hour, hour and a half. Yeah. I just had to move my ass. You know? It
2: worked out. We got home around midnight. Worked out. <laughs> End of it all.
0: And, uh, you know, uh, if, if boobs relied on me for ISOs, then uh, he wouldn't be the king of ISOs. That's for sure. Yeah. He got all the stuff he needed. He was dropping Dave Jones last night. So I was I was pleased with that. And, uh Yeah. Hopefully nobody waits on me for really anything because, oh, my God. I get there eventually. I get there eventually. Uh, We got another appointment, another date, uh, tomorrow night. Yes. The reschedule of uh, our abs in a six-pack, Dreams 3. All right. A magical episode of Dreams uh, with the one and only Sir Sir Seat Sitter. And you can hear that. At shitmyass.com. I think the live stream is at uh, podtard. What is it? Is it .com as well?
2: Let's find
0: out. I'm bad. I'm bad at the URL plugs. But I'll never, as long as I live, forget shitmyass.com.
2: Yep.
0: Podtard.com. Podtard.com is the live stream. So, yeah. That's where we'll be. I don't even know a time yet. That's how frazzled I am
2: sometime tomorrow
0: <laughs> but uh yes I want to say somewhere right around after Rare Encounter maybe like eight-ish eight yeah.
2: central
0: yeah something like that let's call it eight central for pretensies maybe that uh, maybe I'll be corrected I don't know uh but yeah that's what we do in Dream Street tomorrow night Friday night gonna have some boobage and uh it's gonna be a wacky week we packed it full man
2: yeah it's nice packed it full Having a full bowl schedule.
0: Definitely. You got to keep busy, man. Otherwise, you go even more insane. Uh, What else do I have? Oh, the first haircut.
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Girls got their first haircut ever. Ray almost made it to six years old with never having a haircut. Yeah. Almost. She's or glad to... she
2: got it now. But she hears, she heard hair cut her whole life and thought we were going to give her a buzz cut or something.
0: Yeah, she thought she was going to be a baldy. She,
2: yeah, she would always say, I don't want to be bald. I'm like, where are you getting this from? We're just going to trim the split ends. That's all. It's just a trim so that your hair can grow stronger, better, faster. Yes. So, and according to Farmer's Almanac, we went on a good day to promote growth.
0: Yeah, cut hair for growth. Yeah. Right? Is that uh, to do with the moon cycles? It is. Okay. And so, do you uh, do you cut in a waxing moon to encourage growth, and cut in a waning moon to to discourage growth? Is that how that works?
2: That sounds right.
0: That right. seems like uh, dumb luck just aligned. I don't know. I don't know how much. Do uh, we need to scientifically track that? Need to get Abel Kirby over here quick to debunk that, because it sounds bullshit to me.
2: Yeah. Well, I just like looking at the Farmer's Almanac.
0: It's fun. I love (laughs) it. I love it, really. Costs too damn much, though. What? I can't buy it.
2: Oh, no. It's online for free.
0: It's online for free, and then uh, you got, uh, you know, if you're walking through the wall world, you can just kind of flip through it and put it back. Yeah. You flip through it, and then you look at the cover price, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Put it right back on the rack.
2: Time to go. Time
0: to go. Oh, no doubt.
2: Yeah, the haircuts went well. You went back to your national meetup haircut.
0: I did. I I walk in there and ask for like 1970 Paul McCartney, please. That's kind of where I want to cut back to and then grow out like just once every 13 months. That's how I roll. That's how I've been rolling anyway. It seems to work out.
2: Yeah. Our four-year-old left, and then she was like, I think I wanted bangs. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I thought we should have told the hairdresser She gets that
0: from you. I know. Speaking up, like, after it's too late to actually have any kind of effect on what happens to you.
2: Yeah. Well, we told him they can flip through the hairstyle booklet next time. Yeah. This time was just a trim, just cleaning
0: it up. Looking at some examples and figuring it out. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want to look like? This is all the options, man. You got options.
2: Asina is just like me, though.
0: Yeah, this is this is true. This is Personality true.
2: Personality-wise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's uh, very funny, but also very serious.
2: She doesn't realize that she's funny. Yes. And if you laugh at something she says, she might be upset. She'll take like it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Always taking
0: it the wrong way.
2: I know. She also doesn't like funny videos online or like ouch my ball style videos because she feels embarrassed for the people. <laughs> well, It's like emotional though.
0: That's smart. Yeah. And also dumb, but smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my whole life. Smart, but dumb.
2: Yeah. You know, just do it.
0: Yeah. We know who has been doing it.
2: The bowlers. All, all the
0: bowlers, of course the bowlers. They've been doing it with us for, uh, man, the longest time. For the longest, the time.
2: longest time. But
0: uh, we've been doing it live every Tuesday night for uh, coming up on, it's going to be three years.
6: Wow.
0: In the, the, toward the end of the summer slash beginning of the fall.
2: Good run. Have we taken a Tuesday off? Not yet. No. I remember one time Doug Stanhope was in town and we thought about it, but we didn't.
0: Yeah, it was close, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like uh, Doug Stanhope, but uh, it's a Tuesday, so that's out.
2: (laughs) It's out, yeah.
0: You pretty much put your foot down 100% on it.
2: Yeah, that was me, wasn't
0: it? (laughs) Yeah. You're dedicated. you dedicate Keeps me honest. That's what I like about it.
2: Yeah. Someone's got to.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know. That's right. That's right. Kind of like Dave keeping me honest, and he was, like, <laughs> that, it cut right to my uh, bleeding heart oh, at the I end. Know. And he was like, uh, "You know, Spencer, you should just build an app." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, Go build an app." That had never occurred to me yet. <laughs> maybe I should try that.
2: <laughs> I think it would be a good idea. Maybe
0: I should make an attempt. <laughs> I should probably try it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll try again yeah maybe I'll try again uh the bowlers though they just do it effortlessly they don't even have to try they are coming in uh not however on the PayPal no PayPal to report this week which is all right because the new hotness is all happening over on these boostograms you probably heard him during the intro you hear them uh rolling down the lanes knocking these pins over those are boosts little pieces of Bitcoin, coming in over the Lightning Network directly to our own node. That's our own uh, electronic infrastructure right here in the bowl. Uh, So I don't have to go ask anybody for a withdrawal. I don't have to uh, wait 30 days for things to clear the other thing. I don't have to wait for some idiot in New York to tell me it's all right. I just get it. You send it, and I receive it. And that's as simple as that. Um and we split it up. So the beautiful thing about it is we can also give our bulls uh or also give our buds a, a little pinch of that bull. Like Dave, all, all all your boosts to the Dave episode. A third go to him to his node in uh, forever, for always. Yeah, so cool. For keepsies. So uh really the thing is just changing the world. Changing how we do business. And in a good way.
2: I just want to see more apps with live enabled.
0: I think it's coming. Yeah, I know. And uh, Patience. That was an encouraging talk, really, that we had with Dave. It's like a lot of people have it on their roadmap, but they were uh, had their hands full of bigger stuff that was going on. And when it comes to bandwidth, when you're updating and maintaining code bases, like, there's only so much you can get done, especially when you're working on deadlines for other products or features, uh, other products or features that you might be implementing, you know, you can't just add to the workload and you're going to steal from something else. So, I can see both sides of it and I can be a patient boy. Um, I do want to thank all of the boosty bowlers here. And I always start off with the outro that Harv Hat uh, pings us with. 1420 sats came in from Harv Hat a little under a week ago as we were signing off last Tuesday. He boosted that uh, out of Boost CLI, as usual.
2: Thanks, harfat
0: Appreciate you. I also want to apologize uh, to booberry because I did miss. He pre-boosted the uh, Dave Jones uh, Bulls with Buds, and he pre-boosted 333 out of Podverse. And uh, I will happily receive my punishment this Friday when we sit down and talk to him. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm glad that Cotton Gin alerted me to his pre-boost. We did get his boomer boost on. Yes. uh, The show. Because he did his due diligence. and uh, Got on your ass. Got on my ass. And more (laughs) importantly, told you about it. (laughs) Which uh, makes it unavoidable for me. So we appreciate that very much. Uh, Let's see. We had a bunch of boosts that we read during uh, our visit with Dave, which you can hear. On the show if you re listen. And I'm trying to get to the end of that because there was a lot of love. We very much appreciate that. Uh looks. That's probably like hard fat
2: delineator.
0: I'm thinking so. He hit us with 1819 on the way out.
2: Oh uh, yeah, the Alabama boost.
0: The Bama boost. So a uh kind of going on Pfeiffer's 1821 Missouri boost. There's an eighteen nineteen Bama boost now. And uh, see Brooklyn checking in, saying Bowler's with the Sage for twenty two twenty two. He's boosting that uh, episode 226, Dave Jones, out of CurioCaster. Much appreciate that. Then a Fountain Boost, a uh, row of five ducks here, Uh, from Kyron Down himself of Mere Mortals podcast. And uh, through Fountain he says, what a blast, the Podge Sage himself. Great conversation. I really like the mix of tech talk and fun random deviations. So much preferable to the straight interview style. Uh, Then he adds also a note on chapters. I don't tune in much because of the length and difficulty in finding the parts I enjoy. When you get chapters up and rolling, please let me know. With a toothy smile emoji. (laughs) I feel that. Yes, and that's something that we've been talking about uh, behind the scenes for a long time. Uh, We really want to... Set the website up in a way that once we are once we get our chapters in place, you just be able to go to a certain page that has all the episodes and you can just listen to that chapter that you like. So if you only want to hear the... On-chain, uh, off-chain. Only want to hear the on-chain, off-chain, you can listen to them all in a row. If you only want to hear um, the weed stories, the weed updates, if you just hear for the lanes and you're like god i got to wait till the very end every time for the lanes and i don't know exactly where it's at uh we are going to fix that in the future
2: yeah and we'll let you know when it happens
0: we have the we have the vision <laughs> kyron and uh we will you'll be the first i tell i yes. promise kyron you'll be the first i tell uh the length of the uh of the show it's kind of the the random deviations that you uh, so love and cited earlier, you know. And that's kind of our style. If we pulled the random deviations out, we could get a nice tight show and be like 14 minutes and yeah. you know, it would just not be worth it. Just not be worth it. Uh, but thank you. I uh, appreciate that and uh, putting the value in and, you know, giving it back. That's what it's all about. 100 stats coming in from Fountain. That's Bruno221PR221. Hi. New name. And he says, great podcast, guys. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Bully Steed. We call her Bully Steed. We call her Boosty Steed. She's known by many names. But uh, no matter what you call her, she boosted 4,200 sats out of Fountain and said, music makes me high. It's a little uh, bowling emoji. Nice. Thanks, Bully. It. Thank you. Bully. Uh, I am similarly afflicted. Get high on that music. 4269 comes in from Harv Hat. He realizes that the live stream is on, the show is lit, and he slaps us with that. This time from CurioCaster. Switching it up. I see you, Harv Hat. Uh, Then, hey, Citizen. He's back, as always, with a signature...
4: 69! 69, dudes!
0: It's coming out of Podverse there, and he says, the bowl is smoking hot tonight. Ew. Oh, you noticed. Yeah, Definitely. We are a hot country. What can I say? It's uh, very hot in here. Uh, Next up, a boob boost from Boosty Steed. Uh, She's sending it out of Fountain, and she says, music app to-do list. Hey. (laughs) That's the to-do list that needs fundage, no doubt. Uh, So I appreciate that. Oh, Harv Hat in the chat says that he updated his note and hasn't put Boost CLI back on it yet. That would explain the Curiocaster boost. There you have it. There you have it. We should uh, get that added as like uh, the service. Raspberry Blood service you can just throw on there like we did with Helipad. Mm. Uh, so that you can just pick it from the menu. And once you do that, it'll also just kind of be in your data uh, file so that when you do an update or when you reflash, it just throws it back on there automatically. That's something we should look into, because I need something else to do so that I can have an excuse for not doing the other things I need to do. Here we go. I'm going to write it down right now.
2: Speaking of not doing the things that you need to do, you forgot to play our uh jingle. Oh, my jingle.
0: God. And I told myself I wouldn't forget that. I even tested it before the show. Uh, we're reading boostograms, and this is the sound you should hear when we do that. I'm gonna boost some stats, I've got 40,000 in
6: my wallet, I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution, this is fucking awesome.
2: A-Citizen is fucking awesome.
0: No doubt. And we appreciate you, brother. Uh, well, we, we
4: appreciate
0: you too, you know. Just... <laughs> Jeez, Sam. <laughs> got a jealous man over here. Uh, he's acting like a little baby. <laughs> Honestly. Grow up, kid. Uh, 8888, that's what you just heard seconds ago. 33 seconds ago, according to my helipad here. And uh, this is from Booberry. Speak, speak of the devil, and he shall appear. And uh, he's boosting out a Boost CLI. He says, damn, it's been six months since the last PayPal donation I sent. And that was for the r pre-show. Well, look at you, de PayPaling yourself. Feels good, and I bet I bet you're sending more value than ever. Uh, yeah, with the boost, with the boost uh, environment. It's just fun. There's an there. It's more fun, and it feels right. You know.
2: Yeah, it's gamified.
0: Gamified. It's potified. It's uh.
2: It's coming in live. That's right. Making fun sounds.
0: And you can put words on it. I mean, you can add a note to the PayPal too. But it's like blah 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 blah. You know.
2: Yeah, it's also formal. Yes. And boomery.
0: Yeah, and you can't say uh, ignorant shit because you're just afraid. What what will PayPal do if I say the wrong thing in the note? Which uh, in a boostergram you can say like whatever you want.
2: Yeah, and you can add pictures and music.
0: Nobody can do nothing about it. They just got to shrug and be like, "Well, we got this one too. Uh, we got twenty-one eight two one from Pfeiffer. That's a Missouri smash with a two in front of it." He tried to trick me, but I saw it. Oh, yes. Smashing it. Absolutely smashed. By Missouri. Well, cheers. Cheers, Pfeiffer. Uh, No note, just the boost. And that's the boosts for Right Meow. Uh, You can boost the live show. You can boost the late show if you're listening to this sometime in the future. Because these are going to be available for like pretty much ever until the balloon explodes and the emp thing goes off and we lose uh, all of our mp3 files uh but until that until that worldwide attack where we have no electronics whatsoever left you, you're going to be able to listen to this thing we're confident and boost it and boost it <laughs> that's right and uh once that happens we'll have bigger problems than our mics uh being fried i think so, definitely so whatever we'll uh, cross that bridge when it comes
2: but, of course, there's other ways to give value.
0: That's correct.
2: You can make art. You can make jingles. You can pass the bowl to someone you think might enjoy it. Or you can leave us a voicemail. Every week, we have a first-time-I-ever topic. And this week, we want to hear about the first time you ever farted and were embarrassed.
0: <gasps> what?
2: All you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call
4: 816 Three six six three, and the play your voice may to Bowl
0: after bowl, bowl after bowl. Right. To
2: bowl. We'll play it. We won't screen it. And if you're voice shy or have crappy reception, you can send a text message or a picture.
0: Yeah, if there's a visual component to what you're trying to say, uh, there's always that. MMS That still works too It will be received and viewed And uh For the bullseyes only The bullseyes only Although we might visually describe what's going on That's all Uh What else do we got? This is a nice little time to Kind of kick it to another segment that we really love And the name of that segment is of course I hope so. I hope it makes you really want to build a node because, uh, like I told Dave on Sunday, until I listened to Podcasting 2.0, like I I had had Bitcoin since I don't know 2014 or something like that. Like almost as pretty much the same as when we started the show originally. In the first iteration of it. Uh, but the two had nothing in common back then. There was no connection between the Bitcoin and the podcasting. In fact, for me, Bitcoin was just magic internet money that I could do some degenerate poker gambling with and not feel as bad about losing all of it, basically. And uh, over the years, I saw the price go up and I spent some of it as a result, you know, like, ooh, I can buy something weird because I have more purchasing power than the 50 bucks or whatever that I started with, uh, minus my losses of uh, degenerate poker gambling. So, you know, a little chunk at a time here and there, I would buy stuff. And it really wasn't until Podcasting 2.0, they paid, I think it was episode four on the on the No Agenda live stream, one day after No Agenda, and the vision that was being laid out by Adam and Dave It was just laid out so clearly and I I had never heard of the lightning network at all like I didn't know you could send Bitcoin instantly over lightning like this and frankly I didn't really even know what a the blockchain how that worked how blocks were solved what a miner did I didn't know any of this shit you know I had used Bitcoin I had some in a wallet somewhere and that was pretty much the extent of it and with that amount of knowledge And then hearing that episode, I went out and paid for a year of voltage and got a lightning node and I dove in to the deep end just right away. And it wasn't because I knew what the fuck I was doing. It was because I saw the vision of where this thing is going and I had confidence that it was a long-term solution that we were all trying to work on here. And I wanted to be a part of it and I want to be involved from the very first Second, I heard about it. That's how excited I was. And uh, the cocaine shit stain has kind of evolved from that, from our experience both running nodes, because, you know, a lot of people forget that Lorien runs an Umbral node, too. Yeah. And it's much lower maintenance. Simple, stupid. Uh, And of course, you're not really ever dorking around with adding extra bullcrap to it, like I am, uh, which helps not break it.
2: Yeah. But this goes back to the hand hacking thing and why I want to build another node and sure. build it.
0: Build it, build it. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about that a little bit, about building, building it, because uh, I've I've been trying to fix my node.
3: I'm fixing a node where my coming to get my treasure traveling wherever.
0: been working on getting a second one going right we have this uh little think center little Lenovo think Center it's like uh it's the same size as a Ultra Ultralight. it's just a little box it's made for uh you know maybe point of sale solutions or like you know where you see them the most often is like a bank teller they just have like this big screen and a keyboard and you're like do they even have a computer going what's a good what's the deal and it's it is they just have a little mini pc Hmm. a little square box and uh, often it's a think center or something similar. Uh, there's been much hype about the B links out there because they're pretty cheap and uh the uh, the idea behind that is I want to I want to build this guy out because it's much uh it's got a lot more computing power than than your little Raspberry Pi single board computer. There's an Intel processor inside it. It has got a little beef uh, a little beef to it. I mean, this thing has 16 gigs of RAM in just a little tiny box. So I've been messing around with that. I just have a Ubuntu desktop OS installed. Uh, I want to say 20.04, if I remember right. And I've just been kind of putzing around, trying to build all the little pieces of the node, and I'm running into a few different issues. Uh... And I'm talking about total noob, I have no idea what I'm doing type issues. You know, people get this impression that I'm like uh, on top of some mountain with my legs crossed at some kind of a pinnacle of wisdom and knowledge about all this shit. But uh, the, the hump I finally got over today was realizing that I can't s- install uh, any kind of ARM Linux files on my uh, x86 system. And I think I'm saying that right now, uh, but yeah, I was like, "Why the hell isn't uh, isn't it compiled? I, I I can't execute the binary; it's not working." I'm just following the steps, and this is sort of an issue in the tech world. With all right, I want a step by step. I want you know, I want to walk through where I read a web page and it says, "Okay, put in this command." Okay, now put in this command. Okay, now put in this command. And the problem with that is. The guy writing that is on a certain OS, on a certain computer with certain processors, and you know maybe you don't have the same shit that he does. And so that is sort of why when you look out uh, on the, in the wild for, okay, how do, I, how do I build a node? How do I start up? That's why, despite its lack of computing power, people point to the Raspberry Pi. Because it's a very standardized situation. You start with a single board computer, and then you flash an SD card, a certain OS, and that OS contains scripts that right when you turn the computer on, it just installs all of the shit you need. And it grabs the correct binaries, and it grabs the correct dependencies, and you don't really have to think about it, which tell you it's nice. You get your node up and running, it's working, but then what you're lacking is an understanding of everything under the hood. And so that's, that's what I'm trying to do for the second go-around, too. I'm trying to actually learn something about the systems that I'm using and the software that I'm using. Um, And so it kind of starts with a Bitcoin core implementation, some kind of a um, on-chain node that you start up. And all that does is just verify transactions and gives you a history of the blockchain and watches transactions come in and watches blocks being solved. And then you put a Lightning implementation on top of that So if you have a Lightning node, you need that base layer first. You need the Bitcoin uh, layer. Another piece that you need is uh, hopefully you're running behind Tor or on some kind of uh, VPS that you can somewhat mask your home IP address from. Because it's not necessarily something you want to attach to your node and just be throwing out all the time. So all of these pieces having to line up. Uh, what's nice is there's different group chats and support groups and uh, people that will help you on your way. And so I am kind of back-channel chatting with a couple of Raspberry Blitz guys because uh, I started with the Raspy Bolt walkthrough, which that's a start, but again, that's also built for building on a Raspberry Pi. So there are some certain things I can't do like flash an SD card and just put it in the computer and turn it on. Uh, so I'm going to try and... I think uh, the road that I'm going down right now is I'm going to try to build a Raspberry Blitz on this thing. They support virtual machines <clears throat> and the walkthrough says that how you install it on a virtual machine is <clears throat> pretty much the same as how you install it on bare metal. And so that's where I'm at. I'm like having these issues with just throwing it on the bare metal itself. And I'm like, Hmm, should I, should I spin a VM up? I don't know. Maybe that would make it a little easier. Cause I don't know, in my mind, I want to still be able to have my Ubuntu desktop for different purposes, surfing around over there on it. And then just also have everything working on the, on the computer itself. And if all goes good, like in a perfect world, I want to move, the helipad over there, and I want to move, uh, you know, mempool, my, uh, personal install of mempool hasn't worked for a year now. Uh, I used to have mempool on my raspberry Blitz, but for whatever reason, like, it just does not work anymore. I don't know if the database just got stupidified or what happened, but, I said goodbye to that. Said goodbye to my Sphinx relay. it was just too much bloat. And, uh, I'm trying to kind of wean the Raspberry Blitz down to just what it has to do. And right now, it's still doing a lot. It's still um, routing payments all the time. Uh, it's t- it's showing the uh, chat bot. It's, wa- it's watching for boosts coming in and throwing them into the chat. Uh, so it still does a lot, and I feel just like it's a little taxing for the Raspberry Pi. But, you know, until I figure out this other guy, that's what we got to work with for right now. All of that I say just to say like, it's about persistence and learning. And if you're going to come in and want to run your own node or have any kind of sovereignty, any kind of personal responsibility, then you walk away from easy. You cannot have both. Easy means that someone else has you in their fucking white knuckle grip. And your ass is theirs. That's what that's what the the price you pay for easy. They make it easy uh, so that you'll come in there and sit down and be comfortable and then just trust everybody. And one of the big points of doing this whole Bitcoin thing in the first place is not trusting anybody but yourself. So if you uh, are kind of a skeptical person, if you'd like to not trust anybody but yourself, it's a great way to take some of your own power back and learn some stuff. Learn some stuff,
2: or you could just get an umbrella.
0: <laughs> or you just get an umbrella. It's like a good middle like, ground.
2: <laughs> yeah, three steps to put together, and then uh, click here, update, good to go.
0: I was tempted actually because I was scrolling through, and that was another option. Is like, uh, and people have done a pretty good walkthroughs on. Oh, this is how you throw an umbrella on there. And I was like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I do that. Maybe I do that. But there's just this part of me that's like doesn't want to give up because. You know, if I ever figure this out, I'd like to walk, uh, write a walkthrough myself.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: The walkthrough that I wish I would have right now, you know? Yeah. And hell, maybe I write one and then somebody else uses it and is like, oh, it broke for me because I'm on different shit. <laughs> Who knows, you know?
2: Yeah, I would use it.
0: I'll, uh, I will keep the bowlers up to date as always on my struggles and, uh, triumphs there. Uh, some, some triumphs out in the Bitcoin world we noticed uh, Cash App actually published their uh, shareholder letter for the fourth quarter of last year, and they had announced that uh, they sold a shitload of Bitcoin yeah. to Cash App customers last year. Uh, in fact, the the uh, total sale amount of Bitcoin sold to customers, which they uh, categorize as Bitcoin revenue, was $1.83 billion dollars. Whoa. Of which their gross profit from that was 35 million. So, like, right around 2% is what uh, Cash App is making off of selling people Bitcoin. Uh, but that means $1.83 billion worth of Bitcoin uh, in the hands of Cash App users just last quarter in Q4. But for the whole year, $7.11 billion worth of Bitcoin. Wow. Lads and lasses. Can you believe it? I mean, that's like a big-ass onboarding uh, experience they've got going on over there. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, if we're talking 7.11, that's millions, that's thousands, that's hundreds, that means uh, according to today's price, if you just take the current price, that means that they have sold... uh, over 303,000 Bitcoin. Ooh. That's gnarly.
2: That's close to a magic number.
0: That's gnarly. Uh, So that's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. Uh, For the full year of 22, yes, Cash App generated 7.11 billion of Bitcoin revenue and 156 million of profit off of that. So, it's like, it's not a huge money maker for them, but it's a great, easy kind of way to get in. Yeah, and there's so many more ways I always, you know, there's a lot of you get into the purity stuff eventually, okay, but I really hate the idea of the perfect being the enemy of the good and the purists are never going to be fully pure, you know never going to be fully pure so my recommendation is always just try a bunch of stuff out try this, try that get a little taste, and then if you run your own node, you can just pull it all into that thing at the end so whether you bought on a shitty exchange or you paid too much in fees on an atm or whatever like you try different experiences that's how you learn and then you just sweep it all back to your own infrastructure anyway and 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 then you'll know you will know a bunch of different ways to get it done and the way i like might not be the way you like Uh, you might have different concerns than i have than the next guy has so I thought that was kind of interesting, though. Uh, a lot of people who never really had uh, a way before to buy Bitcoin now can through Cash App, so I think that's awesome. The, the more the more ways that people can get it, the better, hands down. A big announcement from BTC Pay Server. They've just announced a CoinJoin plug-in, which, speaking of purists, it's uh, caused a lot of stir and a lot of... Uh, Wrinkled faces and pointed fingers. Uh, merchants who use BTC Pay Server can easily enable the CoinJoin plugin now in the settings. And it does use Wasabi Wallet's was, uh, Wabi Sabi CoinJoin coordination protocol. And so, of course, we've talked about in a previous cocaine shit stain. Uh, Wasabi Wallet, the main coordinator. Uh, so there, there are different coordinators you can use with the Wabi Sabi protocol. And the main coordinator is run by ZK Snacks. And that coordinator submits all the inputs to a chain surveillance firm. Boo, hiss, hiss, boo. What's the point of a coin join service that submits every input to a chain surveillance firm? Right. Right. Uh, but the plugin does allow you to not only choose a different coordinator than ZK Snacks... You can also run your own. You can be a, a coordinator and run your own kind of coordination. Oh. So you can coin join with just, uh, you know, your buds, your buds, your people you know. You say, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, mix these coins up, do little coin joins. Uh, it says by default, if you run your own coordinator, all of the fees are donated to Human Rights Foundation and OpenSats Development Funds. And so, of course, you know, people have opinions about that as well. Yeah. You do have the ability to customize and configure that fee structure. Uh, There's also some built-in Nostr integration that's uh, meant to kind of help discovery of coordinators. So if you run a coordinator, you can put out on Nostr and say, yo, 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 uh, coordinate with me. Don't get ZK snacked. Uh, And also kind of announce uh, your fees and kind of create a free market based on those fees, based on your reputation as a coordinator, based on what liquidity you have, Uh, because obviously the more coins being mixed around in the coin joins, the more effective it is as a privacy tool. Uh, The plugin lets users participate in different coin join rounds across multiple coordinators at the same time also. So you can have a a gang of coordinators and just hop around in a circle with them on the same coin, just being spun around, spun around. Uh, It also offers payment batching in CoinJoin feature. So you can have scheduled payouts, all of this nice CoinJoin action, which saves block space and helps privacy out a little bit more. So you can see all of the war about it on Twitter. Lots of people are uh, skeptical rolling their eyes, but in all, I think that this is a big-time move. Uh, BTC Pay Server has definitely put themselves out front as the biggest um, full privacy tool. And that, by the way, BTC Pay Server is the tool that we first used to take any Bitcoin ever with bull after bull. And the reason that we got it and uh, initially is because your options... Uh, at the beginning, to take Bitcoin, essentially it came down to you can post a static address on your website. You can basically say, click make a new wallet or uh, receive on-chain, excuse me, uh, spin up a new Bitcoin address, right? And then you can just paste that address, BC1, big hash. You can paste that static address on your website. That is awful, for privacy, terrible for privacy, a reusable address, uh, ideally you want to have every payment that's sent to you sent to a unique address every single time. Uh, so that leads to step two, what you could do would be to manually generate a new address for each transaction, which in an open ask donation situation this is pretty impossible, right? basically you would need to know that somebody is trying to send you some Bitcoin and then generate a new address for them and send them that address that they one time can use. Um, but then the thing about those addresses is if you give it to somebody, they can use it and use it and use it. You can still send coin to that address and it'll go to the same wallet. Uh, so option three always was run the BTC pay server or, you know, there are other kind of tools that do a similar thing. And that would generate a new, unique invoice for anybody who wanted to maybe scan a QR code or click a button. Um, That just allowed the sender of the payment to ask your node and ask your wallet, essentially, to spin up a new Bitcoin address that they could then send the coins to. Um, And that was the best option for privacy, but uh, big barrier to entry, of course, because like we've been talking about, you know, you got to learn shit. You got to go read documentation. You got to try four times to install a thing and fuck it up. And then maybe the fifth time it works, which not a lot of people go through even the second time. A lot of people get to the first wall and say, fuck this. I can't do it. Uh, which is just the attitude that we're trying to kind of gently curb here in the bull with the cocaine shit stain you can do it. it 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 might seem frustrating at first but um you know you just got to stick at it you got to keep with it that's anything that you learn in yeah life. anything that's important anyway that you learn
2: that's what i was gonna say that's life
0: if you open something up and it like makes sense right away and it's easy to use most times that's uh that's something that's got you a red flag uh, not always, not always, I'm not saying that's always the case, but especially when you're, uh, an early adopter of technology or when you're using protocols rather than apps, right? This is all based on just protocols in general. It's not any kind of walled garden. Uh, speaking of all of this, by the way, uh, an- another big privacy news that rolled out just today, um, or at least I found out about it today, but it's been out for a little while. Uh, PayNIMS is now implemented in StackWallet. So PayNIMS is based on Bit47, which allows uh, way better privacy in transactions. And people have been using this for a while. If you've ever seen the uh, little robot avatar that a lot of Bitcoiners have, that's associated with a a PayNIM in most cases. And what does a PayNIM do? Well... I tried to read about it, and dumb old me, I don't really understand it fully yet, Uh, but essentially, what this Bit47 uh, rolled out is this PayNIM ID, and I believe Samurai Wallet was kind of the first to really implement the PayNIM, and name it that. Uh, Bit47 just defined what was called a reusable payment code. And the Reusable Payment Code was a long hash that you could share publicly. And it's derived from your wallet seed. It's unique to you. And then anybody else that has their own BIP47 uh, payment code can take theirs, combine it with yours, and come up with a unique code that's between you and them. And make a private, reusable transaction between you two where it does spin up a unique Uh, on-chain address every time that you use that. So uh, anybody using a PayNIM, they can post their payment code wherever and receive private payments to a new address every time. You don't need to uh, reuse addresses and and spin things up. You don't have to have a server uh, all the time up, up, up and running 24 hours a day. And you don't have to manually serve a fresh address to people who want to pay you. So the payment code is kind of this long hash and what PayNims did was just kind of have a sexy way of displaying it both as a QR code and as one of these uh, cute robot avatar things. And so uh, it used to be that if you used uh, Samurai Wallet, you have access to that. Well, now with Stack Wallet, uh, they are the first wallet to support this on iOS. Mm. So now... Paynims are available on all platforms. Mac, Linux, Windows, iOS, Android. It's everywhere. You can use it anywhere. And uh, Stack Wallet, I have only heard about it today, so I haven't explored it. I know Purist will hate that because there's support for five different cryptocurrencies. I couldn't find which five they were. uh, But I have to assume Monero is one of them because it's basically a big time uh, privacy coin. They're like the Their biggest focus is on privacy, and Stack Wallet also is focused on ease of use and privacy. So I had imagined just having to guess and pull another one out of my ass that Monero is probably one of the five. But look at that. Now you got uh, PayNims, and some of the purists were much more excited about the PayNims support coming to iOS uh, over the big BTC Pay server news. But I think that any steps... To make uh, all these transactions more private are good ones. That's my take, anyway. Agreed. And uh, that's the full shit stain for you.
2: Oh, nice.
0: A little bit of cocaine involved, but it already wore off. That shit doesn't last, you know?
2: No, that's the problem.
0: Doesn't last.
2: It's an expensive habit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it adds up, man. I kind of can remember.
2: Well, this is my turn to get into the... Top three, thirty-three. I don't have a jingle still.
0: Uh, I believe you do, actually. What? I believe you do. Hold the phone. Um.
2: Phone? Holded. (laughs) Top three,
4: thirty-three. All right.
2: (laughs) All right. What do you say about that? Oh my gosh, that's lovely. What
0: do you say about that?
2: I love that.
0: I love the all, all right. right. <laughs> yeah, all right me too. The Hold on, you want to hear it again? I do. Just once more. Top three,
2: 33. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm almost crying. I'm so happy to have a little jingle there.
0: Do you want to guess where that came from?
2: Hey, A-Citizen. He's the jingle master. The jingle Jedi of the bowl.
0: It took you one guess. Yes, that's correct. Hey, Citizen. with now, <laughs> Thanks, Hey,
2: Citizen. Now I we have a top that.
0: 333 jingle.
2: Now I don't have to sing crappy little uh, tunes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I've probably said all right after that every time. Too. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> oh, I loved it.
2: I love that. Thank you, Hey, Citizen. I love you. Well, not too much love in the top 333 stories, though. They're always kind of uh, scary downers. In this first one, C. Brooklyn uh, brought to my attention. Google employee Jacob Pratt, 33, found dead of apparent suicide in New York City apartment. Oh, God. Yeah, he hanged himself, allegedly. But when officers showed up, they were responding to a 911 call. And they don't go into any details of, well, did he have a roommate, a wife? Like, who called 911? Who found him? They don't say.
0: Mm. No signs of foul play. Mm. I totally missed that opportunity, by the way, on Sunday. I only caught it when I heard it back. uh, When Dave Jones said that those farm chickens he bought just died. They, like, hashtag died suddenly or whatever. Oh, yeah. He said there were no signs of foul play, and I totally
2: Oh, <laughs> foul. I
0: totally missed <laughs> it. Wow, I me think, too. I think he did, too, because uh, I don't think he meant it, like, ironically, but...
2: But there it was.
0: There it was in front of all our faces, damn it.
2: True sign of genius.
0: It's true, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're just calling it a suicide. Mm. The New York City medical examiner will determine the cause of death, and the investigation remains ongoing... But suicide is the word about town on this.
0: Well, if you are like a true conspiracy guy, um, then in your heart of hearts you have to believe that no one has ever in the history of humanity committed suicide.
2: (laughs) Especially not at the age of thirty three. Every time.
0: Every time you're like, no. Yeah. No, he didn't. I know better than that.
2: Yeah, where's the letter? right? Like, if you you are going to kill yourself, I think there's a letter of explanation.
0: He probably had information that would have led to the arrest of Hillary Clinton.
2: Ah, that's fairly likely. Google, you know. They called him a partnership lead in here, but other places, like his obituary, said account manager. So I don't know if those terms are interchangeable or what.
0: Oh, man. Sometimes you manage the accounts and you know, sometimes the accounts manage you.
2: That's some real food for thought right there. 33 attorney generals are urging the Supreme Court to uphold a whistleblower law. So there were two lawsuits that went down accusing pharmacy operators of overbilling government health insurance programs for prescription drugs. Uh, On the issue they were trying to get down to was... Can private companies shield themselves from fraud lawsuits claiming an objectively reasonable interpretation of the Federal False Claims Act, which allows citizens to file lawsuits on behalf of the government? Uh, The opinion was two to one, sided with the companies. Mm. So, whistleblowers appealed the ruling, and the Supreme Court agreed to combine the cases and review these lower court rulings. So... The Connecticut Attorney General William Tong is leading these 33 in, you know, letter writing and saying, hey, we gotta do something about this. Yeah. Uh he's arguing that states are at risk of losing Medicaid and Medicare funds to fraud if they don't issue adequate guidance to companies operating under their jurisdiction. Hmm. Yep. We'll find out. It's all a scam anyway. <laughs> I've said it. Uh, An ex-legislator got 33 months in employment tax charge case. <laughs> he oh, was sentenced. It he did gets, what now? but he was sentenced <laughs> to 33 months. I'm just reading the headline okay, here, man. all right. Gets 33 months in employment tax charge case. Yeah, he was the former Wisconsin tourism secretary, and I guess he failed to pay nearly $200,000 in employment taxes.
0: Oh, Whoops. shit. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice.
2: Yeah. And a little bonus magic number for you today. The feds dismantled an alleged New York Wilmington drug ring, seizing 33 pounds of fentanyl, cocaine, and the horse tranquilizer, xylazine. So, yeah, they went into this, when they did the raid on this house in the Bronx, Mm. they had the hazardous materials team in the full hazmat suits, nice go in there. Because, you know, fentanyl. You don't know. If you just inhale in the same room as
0: it, you could die. If you look at it, I think it's pretty uh, fucked up.
2: Yeah. So the pictures of them in these hazmat suits made me chuckle. It's great. Uh,
0: uh, It makes great television,
2: though. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's scary. It's uh, creepy. And they took $81,000 from that home. And there's five defendants who are now facing potentially 20 years in federal prison.
0: Without that cash to pay no lawyers, damn.
2: Yeah, that's right. Oof. Big oofs. Well, let's go behind the curtain.
0: Oh, I can't wait.
2: Yeah. It's a lot nicer back here. Kind of.
0: Well, it depends on your definition of nice, but I agree.
2: It's comfortable. All the bowls are back here, you know. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: Oh, my.
2: Well, DEA agents were sent packing from Australia after a complaint about their drug bust methods. Uh Uh-oh. Yep, the Australian Federal Police complained to the U.S. ambassador uh, about how they were investigating drug importation. No details, though, as to what they were doing, other than they bypassed the Australian Federal Police and went straight to state authorities. So... Little middle management issue here. But hey, get the DEA out of your country. I think that's a good move. Yeah. Good job, Australia. Do it up. Then did you see this story about Mexico's former public security chief convicted in a U.S. drug case?
0: I did not.
2: Okay. This is the highest-ranking Mexican official to face trial in the United States. And... He headed the Mexican Federal Police and was the country's top public safety official from 2006 to 2012. In this court case, they had cartel members come out and testify against him, saying, you know, we paid him millions of dollars for protection, and he helped one guy from a certain cartel escape prison. Of course, his uh, lawyers, the defense there, They're saying, well, these charges are based on lies from criminals who want to punish his drug-fighting efforts and get sentencing breaks, which was kind of the first thing I thought, too. I was like, hmm, this seems like a good way to reduce your sentence. But they're planning to appeal. Um, But he's facing at least 20 years, and his sentencing is scheduled for June 27th. So we shall see. Crazy stuff.
0: Pretty wild.
2: Yeah. Mexican cartel shit going down in a U.S. court. Oh, God. Yeah. The guy Lobo was one of the guys that testified against him. Interesting. I thought it was very strange, but... That Lobo's back, huh? Yeah. That's right.
0: Haven't heard that name
4: in years.
2: Well, the Department of Defense issued a reminder memo this week to service members not to consume poppy seeds. So that they can avoid false positive drug tests, because, you know, some of those poppy seeds in their little poppy muffins have higher codeine levels than others. Mm. Could you make you uh, pee positive, since you still got to pee in cups and stuff.
0: I saw that on Mythbusters one time.
2: What did they say about it? Uh, How'd had, that go?
0: You had to eat, like, 34 of these poppy seed muffins, Ugh. but you could piss uh, dirty for opiates off of them.
2: I'd rather the DoD say something like that, like "Don't eat more than thirty-three poppy seed muffins." <laughs> right. That, first How did of I all, miss the number? just doesn't sound good for you. No. This is a, a real dietary issue. You want to get
0: diabetes and pop dirty on a piss test? That's just a bad day all around.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess they have to send these memos out, you know, once a year or so, just to make sure that all the bases are covered. For the newbies. CNN came out with a uh, died suddenly sort of article saying that the daily use of marijuana raises the risk of heart disease. According to a study, of course. And the funniest part is that this study hasn't been published.
0: Oh, well.
2: So, like, citation needed.
0: That's convenient. Man, f*** them studies.
2: Yeah. But they claim... The researcher that spoke to CNN about the study and whatever, that using weed every day, in whatever form, because they don't say smoking, edibles, whatever, uh, they claim that it raises the risk of coronary artery disease by 33% compared to those who have never used weed. And then they're like, you know, people who only use once a month uh, didn't have that risk raised. It's just such a crock. A crock of
0: doo-doo. Crock of dirty socks.
2: Yeah, it's not the first time they've tried to implicate weed and heart problems. Yeah. But it was funny because they were saying, uh, if you use every day, then you just automatically have CUD. Cannabis use disorder. Oh, yeah. And then CUD leads to CAD.
5: <laughs> oh, my
2: Coronary God. artery disease. Cannabis it's so
5: ridiculous. use disorder.
1: Also known as CUD yeah, cud,
2: cud, dumb. Yeah, I guess the they claim the study followed one hundred and seventy five thousand people, so it sounds huge, but not differentiating between how people are using weed, I think, is a big red flag already. Yeah, definitely. And then again, not having the study published before you write the little PR piece on it. Dad, What's up with that?
0: They're getting way ahead of their skis, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they were supposed to do a little reveal and talky-talk lecture on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that went down, but yeah, still can't access the study.
0: Well, you know, that's not even the point of the studies. The point of the studies is this you know PR spree.
2: Yeah, the headlines.
0: Zooming around on all of the talk shows, getting the headlines, and getting the chatter, getting it, the clickbait.
2: It's so lame, because we could do a study here in the bowl. I've been
0: studying in the bowl, let me tell you.
2: And we would find that bowlers who smoke weed every day live great, productive lives, and they're all happy.
1: <laughs> smoke weed every day!
2: They're resilient, they want to build a node, and they're awesome.
0: Unstoppable.
2: Yeah, unstoppable, a side effect of the marijuana poisoning.
4: <laughs> <sighs>
2: Alaska's Supreme Court issued an order this week to remove... Pot possession conviction records from the state's online database of court cases, and they claim that it'll all be gone, kind of expunged. It's like it's like halfway expunged because it's just not going to come up on the online database. You can't
0: just you just can't search it. Yeah. So like the citizens can't search it, but the cop in his laptop in the car can.
2: Yes, it's expunged when it comes to the public, but if you're applying for a job, you probably still got to list it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got caught up in this.
0: I think that's what we call...
5: It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all.
2: Well, they claim that these convictions will be removed from the database by May 1st for a whopping total of about 750 Alaskans. I mean, these are like Biden numbers. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think there's a lot more people than that in Alaska.
2: <laughs> yeah, with weed cases, but with I weed guess cases. this is uh, just simple possession, you uh, know, following in the Dusty Man footsteps.
0: As soon as your possession gets complicated, you know, we got to keep you hostage. Yeah, it's
2: crazy. It's crazy because they got recreational up there. It turns so. out
0: most, most possession is complicated.
2: Yeah, well, God forbid you have a pipe to smoke the weed with. Why? Like, now I got a paraphernalia charge. As soon as
0: that paraphernalia sneaks in. <laughs> uh, and by the way, you can get charged with paraphernalia if your weed is in a Ziploc bag.
2: Oh. Uh, a Ziploc bag intent will be paraphernalia. Intent to distribute or something?
0: Well, it, it not necessarily intent until you have two Ziploc bags Mm-mm. and the weed is in one and in another one, right? But if it's just in one, the the bag can be considered paraphernalia. I've seen that before. That's retarded. It's fucked.
2: All you're doing is carrying the weed in a bag. It's just
0: dishonest as fuck, you know? uh, I I always hated paraphernalia. I I will say it every time it comes up. I hate the idea of a paraphernalia charge. What the fuck? Yeah. It's so stupid.
2: It is, but here we are. (laughs) Well, the Louisville police in Kentucky are saying that uh, weed is still going to be probable cause if they uh, smell it. It's a chargeable offense. Uh, and this all goes against the governor's executive order. Right. So the governor, a few bowls back, had granted preemptive pardons for patients, you know, suffering from certain medical conditions who got caught possessing weed. Mm-hmm. And the cops just released this memo saying, well, the executive order doesn't prohibit enforcement of the, you know, Kentucky revised statute pertaining to weed. So we're going to keep cracking down on it. And if they're going to get pardoned after a conviction, then so be it. But we're still going to crack down. You know, if we smell weed, we're going to search your car or try to. So dumb. The governor even made these little palm cards (laughs) for the cops to carry around. That's like kind of a reminder, like, you smell the weed, just let it be. (laughs) But they, you know. They like that power. Old
0: habits die hard. And yeah, it's the easiest way to turn a traffic stop into uh, quota pumps and stats. You gotta get your numbers up. So you smell pot, then you can tell everybody to get out of the car and you can do a bunch of shit.
2: Yeah, flex nuts.
0: No, just for smelling weed. Which, by the way... Is like the stinkiest drug. I've been smelling a lot of weed around town. Wanna walk around town now? Oh, yeah. Like ever since the legal vote?
2: Yeah, since the vote, too. Not since you could walk into a dispensary and have your ID scanned.
0: People just be bold about it now, man. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. Well, the lab-tested weed is
0: stanky. Like, too. all year, I haven't been to the grocery store a single time without smelling just Chiba. Straight up. Crazy.
2: <laughs> chiba, Chiba.
0: Like, I expect a big billowing cloud when those uh, automatic doors part. <sighs>
2: Yeah, that's how it
0: smells. It smells like a Cheech and Chong episode, man.
2: Yeah, it is crazy. It's nice, though. It's a nice smell. It's a
0: good little turn of events, I say.
2: Unless you're a kid, then you're like, man, it smells like a skunk. (laughs)
0: Skunky. Well, you know. (laughs) A little funky skunky, never hurt nobody.
2: That's all right. Oh, I got a clip from Oklahoma for you.
5: These are very violent criminal organizations.
3: Two men are behind bars after a series of raids by the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics on Thursday.
5: We served four search warrants at Oklahoma City locations, residential. Uh, areas where uh, some of these locations were being used as brothels for the prostitution tied to these, these criminal organizations.
3: State drug agents confirmed to News 4 that Jian Fazao and Jian Lin were the two arrested. A report shows at least one of the arrests happened at an apartment complex off of Northwest 10th Street. OBN spokesman Mark Woodward says the men were trafficking undocumented Asian women at several pot farms around the state. Two women used as prostitutes were removed from one of the brothels that was searched here in Oklahoma City.
5: Uh, Recruited essentially to Oklahoma and are being prostituted specifically to some of the managers and administrators of a number of marijuana farms. When you have a lot of these criminals coming here from China who are running these criminal marijuana farms. You have the collateral crime that's going to cater to those workers, including Asian females and drugs of choice.
3: In this case, that drug was ketamine.
5: It can be very, very dangerous.
3: Along with the drugs, agents also seized pills, cash, and a gun. Woodward says it's still very early in the investigation.
5: We're going to hopefully uh, find out if there's any more uh, of these people being exploited by this criminal organization in this prostitution uh, ring.
2: Yeah, China is asshole. No doubt. Get out of Oklahoma. Stop giving... Weed Farm's a bad name. it makes me mad. <laughs> you remember a few months ago, or maybe not even a few bowls ago, there was that uh, break-in at a weed grow in Oklahoma, and it was all these Chinese nationals that don't speak a word of English, and some sort of drama between them. Dude shot a few, and then they can't even release the names because it's like they can't even get a name out of them. I don't know. Don't know. Sex trafficking on an illegal weed farm. Oh, man. It's just too bad because Oklahoma had kind of a cool rollout, too, with their medical. It seemed pretty easy to get into it, start growing. Yeah. And then, of course, that got taken advantage of by the Chinese. Right. Thanks,
0: China. You ruin everything, you guys. Just calm down.
2: Yeah. And they talk about the ketamine being there and pills. I'm mm-hmm. surprised they didn't say fentanyl.
0: Maybe there wasn't any. Maybe there was. Well, then I just
2: wonder what the pills are.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Could have been a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's weird. Sometimes they're vague about things, and sometimes they're, like, super detailed, you know? Yeah. Just makes you wonder who's running the cover.
2: Well, this story came at a great time, because next week, Oklahomans are going to be voting on legalization. March 7th, question 820. And this initiative... Is much better than Missouri's. <laughs> you don't have to have a license to home grow, first and foremost. Cool. You can have 12 plants, six mature, and six seedlings.
0: Six immature.
2: That's right. Six to laugh at poop and pee jokes. <laughs> uh, and you just got to make sure that they're not visible from the public place. There's no, hey, you have to have a lock on that door and all that crazy stuff. Tag mm. your plants. The
0: room's this big by this big. and
2: yeah. And that's per adult, but they do max it out at only two adults in the household can grow. Hmm. Unless you're a caregiver, then okay. you can grow more plants. But yeah, twelve, twelve 12 home grow. Uh, if your plants are visible, the fine is $250, which is pretty lame. If you get caught carrying too much weed or growing too many plants, you get a $200 fine. So uh, I liked... In this initiative that they wrote in protection for parents, like you can't deny custody or visitation over, you know, using weed or growing weed. Uh, And there's no presumption of neglect or child endangerment when it comes to folks who, you know, pee positive for weed. Hmm. That's nice. I'm not sure that Missouri had anything like that written in. And, you know, it's easy to catch uh, people... With the weed, the THC, and the p-tests. Because it lingers. So, uh, No public smoking. That's a $25 fine. No smoking in cars at all. They do have a lot of uh, cracking down on driving while high. They don't even want passengers in cars smoking. Mm. Which is kind of stupid, but whatever. And uh, if you're a kid, and by kid I mean under the age of 21, and you get caught with weed, it's a $100 fine and your weed gets taken, or you can not pay the fine and go to a four hour drug education or counseling. Mm. Which is pretty lame. I think I'll just pay the 100 bucks. Can get you just do like 30 push ups? Right? <laughs> 33, maybe.
0: 33 push ups. Yeah. That must be it.
2: Uh, they're also providing a judicial process for expungement, which. I don't like that terminology. makes me think there's going to be a lot of paperwork and you might have to hire an attorney. Mm. But at least expungement is on the table. Uh, There's going to be a 15% excise tax on sales, which will fund the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority. And anything left over, which, uh, come on, how is there going to be money left over?
0: There's always money left over.
2: I guess so. (laughs) Uh, That's going to localities where the sales occur, the General Revenue Fund courts schools specifically for substance abuse programs which is lame and drug addiction treatment programs so oh well a lot of money moving into similar places as the other states that have legalized so i think uh, i think oklahoma will pass it
0: i hope so but yeah it seems um, it seems like uh something that's widely supported so
2: yeah, and I think that, you know, with legalization comes more regulation, and then they can hit back on these Chinese nationals that are giving them a bad name. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see.
0: You know, if it wasn't so illegal uh, everywhere, then uh, it wouldn't be so profitable.
2: <laughs> all right.
0: There'd be no extra seedy money and shady money in it.
2: This all kind of ties into the next story, which... I had in my notes, and then Make Heroism sent to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good one. It's, uh, it's fishy. And this was a claim that fentanyl was found in Delta-8 THC gummies that were being sold in three smoke shops in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Hmm. This is coming from the DA. Okay. Now, here's an area where... We don't really have regulation.
0: Sure.
2: Thanks to the 2018 Farm Bill, which made hemp 50-state legal, and then came all these hemp derivatives, uh, like D8, D10. Only thing that was regulated there was Delta 9, which has to be 0.3% Delta 9 THC or less to be hemp. Um. So I guess they had, as the story goes... There were some overdoses that happened, two, and they were non fatal. Uh, and the folks said, hey, the only thing we consumed were these Delta 8 gummies.
0: A likely story.
2: All right. So, county detectives followed back to the stores that they had purchased from, which was called Tobacco Hut, three separate locations um, in this county. And they made purchases from each of them, and then they handed those purchases over to the Army National Guard to test. Okay. And what they found, they call out the names of these uh, brands. So first there was Strictly Delta. And in their gummies, they found, actually, you know what? They just call out Strictly Delta, Herb Extracts, and Packwoods Coned. Now... We're doing some further research. Herbs Extracts is actually two companies that collaborated on these gummies. Okay. One company is Herb, U-R-B, and the other is Extracts, E-X-T-R-A-X. And same with Packwoods Coned. That is Packwoods, which I'm pretty sure is Los Angeles-based, and Baked Bags, who started off making um, THC-infused ice cream cones, So that's why they're calling it the Packwoods Coned. They're also out of Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, so this is a lot of brands getting called out. And they claim to have found fentanyl, heroin, methylfentanyl, and K2 in these samples of strictly Delta. Uh,
0: In a a D8 gummy?
2: Yes, in D8 gummies that are in a package. Hmm. Like, sealed and packaged, I'm guessing, because they didn't say anything about, like, hey, we bought these gummy bags and they were unsealed. Like, the people running the tobacco hut were putting stuff in there.
0: They say, like, how much they found, like, enough to kill nine walruses or whatever, 30, they, 33 buffalo.
2: Uh, they didn't give any scare numbers like that.
0: But isn't that so suspicious? It is. It's like, what, what are they using to test? Is it this PCR spin-up in a, in a lab that tests uh, drugs all day? Yeah, how dirty is the machine? Um, You gotta wonder a lot of things, because I'm trying to think of the logical reason why anybody would include uh, fentanyl or heroin or any of this ignorant shit in a D8 gummy. Now, uh, I know that uh, what a retard DA would say, like, oh, I want to get paper hooked, right? But that's yeah. that's not how fucking drugs work. No. Right? If, if you put the wrong drugs... In a D eight gummy, people who do D eight gummies and do drugs will be aware of that. And they're not gonna buy your fucking product. You'll you you'll lose everybody. And they talk. People talk too. It'd be the dumbest thing you can do. Especially as a business where you're investing in a brand, in a in a wrapper that you put it in, in all this infrastructure, you know, like in in this in these legal markets, reputation is key. Yeah. And you wanna build it, not destroy it.
2: And these companies.
0: So, I'm always raising an eyebrow at this whole. Oh, they're spiking the shit with fentanyl to get you hooked, and then people are dying. Like, it doesn't make any business sense. Nobody really operates this way. Who sells weed? I promise. Right. That. It's not how people, it's not how it works.
2: No, but you know what this can lead to? More regulation. If they can convince people oh, that this sure. is really happening.
0: Now that would make way more sense, you know? It's if the
2: only thing that makes sense. They go
0: out, they buy some D8, they say, oh, these are unregulated, and we found a bunch of scary shit. Like, it makes no logical sense other than some sort of a hit job.
2: Yeah. It's crazy because these companies, when you go to their websites, other than Strictly Delta, Strictly Delta was the most hard to find. Like, they don't have, their websites not working right now Mm. so they're just an instagram page they look like they have a grow in vermont but their store is in new york i don't know kind of weird but the other brands all have like the high time seal of approval on their websites Mm. and vogue magazine and all sorts of things like they've been featured interesting and so it's a huge hit piece on them uh and of course how about the locations, like the tobacco huts, that were just reselling these products? What's going to happen to those people if they are unknowingly?
0: Yeah, if you're just a third party vendor,
2: yeah, you shouldn't get in trouble for it.
0: You you can't. You'd have to open the package to test it yourself. Like you got to rely on the other, you know, company having to do that due diligence.
2: Yeah, and I now, would imagine. No arrests have been made, but you know, the owner was named. In this article, and his stores were named and it shamed. It just
0: seems dirty to me.
2: Oh, it sure does. Seems
0: dirty to me. I don't really take believe the face value explanation here.
2: And again, then they called out, you know, f- five companies. They only mention that that strictly Delta had the fentanyl, K two, methyl fentanyl, and heroin. Why
0: would you make it like a witch's brew of a bunch of bullshit too? Like total amateur hour. Like. If you go get any product off the shelf that's packaged up, it's all some of the most top tier shit you've ever seen. Yes, I've never even even the, around here before. Like the full legal thing rolled out. Like anywhere you get a packaged product, it's all it's all high tier shit. Nobody's fucking around.
2: No, not if they want to stay
0: in business. You get laughed out of the store, man. There are some of the most discerning customers on the market are these weed snobs. So I'm not buying
4: it.
2: No. But, you know, Delta 8 has been under attack. Delta 10, anything THC, right? Well, you know, they want their claws
0: in it. They're really pissed that there's no regulations and, you know, they consider it this open, unregulated loophole, uh, which to these fuckers, the lack of some law that we can hit you over the head with it uh, it means it's more dangerous which r- really we know the opposite is true all of these prohibitions are literally where the danger stems from that's you know that's how all my friends got fucking killed thank you very much because of the goddamn prohibition so fuck you what? It fucking burns my ass dude
2: I really wanted to give a shout out of endorsement for the hemp shops around though because thanks to the farm bill there are loopholes where they can just sell delta 9 and regular weed. It's and true.
0: Yeah, they're getting very clever with it, which uh, is interesting.
2: And they don't have to they don't scan your ID into the dispensary database. Yeah. Like dispensaries that are licensed, regulated, blah 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 are required to. So support your local CBD shops, man. And this I mean to me this just screams of Ah, we need regulation, you know? Yes. And we'll
0: do whatever to get there. Steps backwards. Yeah.
2: It's so stupid.
0: Yeah. Why step in the wrong direction when you could step in the bong direction?
2: Hey. That's all
0: that's all we're saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we just learned the other day that you can buy good old regular weed at the hemp stores thanks to a testing loophole. Because at least in Missouri the testing requirement is, what, 30 days before harvest?
0: Yes, that's what I understand, yeah. And
2: so then when you calculate out the dry weight of Delta 9 THC, it's not all, you know, chromed out at that point. Yes. So, it looks like hemp. <laughs> but then you harvest it and you cure it and it's a fucking B- weed. Bomb-ass weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, check out your local CBD shops.
0: Yeah, things may have changed and you don't realize it.
2: Yeah, they're not going to make you scan your ID.
0: It's a great great option. I'm glad options exist uh, like that.
2: Yeah, me too. Closest thing to a free market we've got right now. Well, anyways, that's all I got for Behind the Curtain today.
0: Oh, look at you. Wrapping up the curtain segment.
2: Yep. Yep, spooky stuff.
0: This is spooky and crazy. Uh, I did take a peek at our Metal Moment folder and uh, nothing new from the Rev. Well, oh, he's a busy man. So he's out there trucking. Trucking his butt off. So uh, we'll catch you next week, Rev. But we appreciate all you do. And hope you're safe out there on these crazy roads across the country.
2: Yeah. We love the Rev. All the bowlers love the Rev.
0: That's right. We definitely love him. Uh, we also love all of our bowlers who like to weigh in on the first time I ever topic and uh, kind of whatever's on their mind too you know sometimes you can ask questions to our guests uh, for an upcoming bowls with buds like I don't know if you want to holler at your boy booberry in there. That's another uh, legitimate use of the voicemail line. Uh, and like you mentioned before text uh, text messages and pictures do apply to the same number. Number is 816-607-3663. And we've had one marinating in there almost since the end of the last bowl. I was interested because I saw this when we talked to Dave, but I, I knew caller wouldn't want me to play this one for Dave. He wanted me to save it for right now.
6: Dude. Ma'am, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Two twenty-two. Oh. Twenty twenty three at uh, nineteen fifty one, according to the old uh, watch on my wrist. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, first time I ever farted because uh, I'm just listening to it right now as I'm doing some stuff on my laptop. Oh yeah. To uh, yesterday's podcast, which will be last week's podcast when you're listening to this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> first time I ever farted, got embarrassed. I mean, there was probably some other time, like, but you know, parts are funny. Um unless they're really, really stinky and you're around your wife and you know, but there's that, but I mean, even with her, like they're funny. Um, but first time I got embarrassed, the, the one I specifically remember was, uh, let's see. I don't know what age I was. I know it was, I was not in junior high, but it was somewhere below junior high. Um, it was, a small, it was a small school and um, Well a small classroom And we're in like this other classroom For whatever reason and we all have Metal chairs so you got that Nice reverb action going you know Oh uh-huh. yes And I don't know if it's Accidental or just couldn't hold it in or whatever But it happened in, you know A little little, uh, little little farty fart and that metal chair And I was like oh my gosh and like Two other gals uh, Heard it least I know I heard it because like looked over kind of thing like I probably was like looking around the room like oh my gosh you know sort of thing (laughs) embarrassed and whatnot. but I know two other people heard it Um, and then yeah so that's like the only one I like that was was the first time and then just a little other humor on farts was uh, my wife's cousin um, one of their kids oh my wife's cousin he taught his kids that farts were just uh, poops screaming to get out so <laughs> that's now the joke nice so, you're probably right especially when you got those you know specific poop farts you like one of us the wife or i will like you know like you'll smile the other uh-huh. person like oh you got a poop don't you somebody
0: you know, will be screaming get it, out that's ready. for sure
6: <laughs> it's screaming so yeah. <laughs> sure that little bit of uh infotainment as they might say so all right i love you guys Stay dangerous. Love you. And
0: dangerously say. And dangerously say. And dangerously say. And no. Ka-ka! Ka-ka! Wow. That was an epic one. It's a dangerous number of ands leading up to it. <laughs> yeah. I could feel the danger. It was palpable. Uh, Also, speaking of danger, you heard a couple bowling balls hit behind the curtain. I forgot to mention. Oh, uh, yes. That's her boy C Dubs. See nubs. Slapping us from the podcast uh, podcast index, which is another way to boost, by the way. You can go to podcastindex.org. Not only can you listen to uh, every podcast that is a podcast, all f- damn near 4 million of them, I think. They just pruned a bunch that they decided were not really quite uh, meeting the definition of a, of a podcast people want to search for. Uh, but yeah, it looks like 3.9 million... Podcast and you can boost straight from there. Uh, use your old Albi wallet or several different ways uh, to boost using the uh, LNURL pro- protocol. A little uh, WebLN action. Uh, he boosted us 10101 sats and said ITB. In the bowl. Short for in the bowl. And then uh, uh, 10110 sats this time, slightly different binary boost and uh this one says i got a joint hey 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 <laughs> hey hey hey, hey <laughs> that's hey, what i always
2: hey, think hey. of when i see hey three times <laughs> uh, gotta 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 got join <laughs> much Whoa! better hey we got a stinger for first time i ever oh my god
0: Yes, I need to get better at... Uh, this is the problem when I get these awesome new drops uh, that sometimes I'm not used to dropping them. And of course, when we're talking about the first time I ever topic, we need to hear this noise.
1: First First time I ever.
0: So when was the first time you ever farted and got embarrassed? Are you asking me? I'm asking you.
2: Oh my gosh. It wasn't that long ago. It was... <laughs> I have been very good at concealing farts. Okay. And also, you know, using them for comedic effect.
0: Just drop them in the grocery store and then run into a different aisle, kind of?
2: Yeah, you know. Casually? The silent but deadlies, whatever. You just got to get away fast enough and, and hope it doesn't linger, I guess. But... Leave one for your enemies. The first time I ever farted and was embarrassed was when I was pregnant with John Uh-oh. and I was hanging out <laughs> in bed with you and uh I let one rip and you said something to the effect of Jesus you gotta get your ass cancer looked at <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, okay.
2: and then I just felt so ashamed because I had a lot of uh a lot of uh, activity in my stomach
4: oh.
0: that
2: wasn't ceasing, and I was like, "Well, I, okay, I guess I'll just get up and go to the bathroom
0: every time I have to toot." I kind of remember that like it melted a hole in the mattress protector. It I was... cried,
2: I laughed so hard, but was also embarrassed so bad. Ah, that I was just on. tears streaming. It's funny. And you know, because we've always had. An idea. I didn't
0: know that I could have that effect on you.
2: We've made jokes about anal cancer farts from our dogs and our family.
0: Yeah. It's just sometimes where it's, like, so just reeks. putrid that you're, like, something must be wrong in a medical sense. Like, this can't <laughs> be good. This has got to be a sign of something very, very wrong.
2: Yeah, it's usually diet-related. Yeah.
0: Like, birds falling dead on the deck kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Just... Just absolutely toxic. But
2: you just kept laying into it, and then I think you like got out of bed. You were like, "Oh God!" I think he's repulsed by me. Smoked me out. Yeah,
0: and not in the good way of like I'm gonna share my weed with you, but like, no. Yeah, like a beekeeper. I remember that. I didn't know you were (laughs) embarrassed. I didn't knew you were laughing your ass off. That probably was the hint.
2: Yeah, and crying at the same time.
0: Lorraine only laughs really, really hard, like at her hardest, either when like she's embarrassed or when something is just really fucked up
2: (laughs) yeah when things go all the way wrong i will always laugh inappropriate uh laughter you know yeah i suffer from that (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like that
0: (laughs) the demented giggle that's what i named it on the board demented giggle (laughs) lorian (laughs) demented giggle
2: yep yeah, in bedtime, you know, it's just like it's our intimate time, oh, yeah, and then we're something to, like that happens.
0: Trying to get close to you, and also <laughs> trying to fall asleep, and uh, you just made both of those a very incredibly difficult. Yeah. Temporarily, of course, you know. Yeah. Just in that moment. Yeah. Just until the 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 dust settled.
2: Yeah, I've just I've never been so savagely attacking. Your smells, you know? Like, I just laugh about it. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know. I've never been mean. I think that was
0: a record breaker, man. I don't know if I've...
2: It was really bad. I don't know if I've
0: ever created the stench on that level.
2: I know I haven't before or since. It was, like, I was shocked, too.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it was was something to behold.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Made you want to run for a gas mask and... No doubt. Get out
0: of the house. I bet that, uh... This next caller would have just said, thank you, sir. May
1: I have some more? (laughs) Never. Never once have I ever been embarrassed by a fart. I own
0: it. See?
2: There it is, yep.
0: See? Easy peasy.
2: Ugh.
0: It's seat sitter. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow.
2: Yeah, for dreams.
0: See you tomorrow night.
2: I'll have to keep my dream journal close tonight. Yeah. So that when I wake up, I can dish out a fresh
0: dream. And uh, we won't be holding in farts. No. No, Sir no. Seatsitter's been known to stand up, turn around, and fart like into a live microphone. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. No. When it comes to the farts.
2: You shouldn't. Farts are usually funny.
0: He's shameless when it comes to ripping ass. Anytime he's passing gas, you know he just lets it go. Whoa.
2: I, th- I actually want to go back to Christopher Battle's voicemail. Okay. He talked about, you know, farting in class and it reverberating on the chair. Yeah. My gosh. Every time I got in trouble in class... It was because I would hear someone fart and then I would try not to laugh, but then just like how I hold back crying until I'm like ugly face weeping yeah, and it all bursts running out. out of your
0: nose and shit.
2: I do that same, I used to do that same thing with laughing. Like I couldn't just quietly laugh to myself and let it out. I had to hold it back and then all of a sudden you just hear me like snorting head down on the table, like eyes watering, red face laughing. And, oh, man, I used to, you know, I have fart ESP. Oh, so man. it's like someone would just eek the tiniest little toot out, and then they would do that look around. Like, did anyone Bro. hear that? And I always heard it.
0: This is actually, I don't know if it's your, like, Tourette superpower or one of them. <laughs> it's one of them. But it is actually a very frustrating thing yeah. to where Lorian will ask you if you farted <laughs> while you're still farting. Yeah. Like the fart will still be going out. you're like, she'll be like, "Did you fart?" <laughs> and I'll be like, "No, I didn't fart. I am farting. It's not in the past yet. I'm currently farting right now. There's no fucking way that you can already smell it because it's still in my butthole I mean it's 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 exiting, but there's no way it's already gotten to you yet. My farts favorite. farts don't travel that fast.
2: <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs>
0: Like, how the fuck does that happen? To
2: come out of this is when you just indignantly will go, and yes, I am farting. (laughs) Before I say anything.
4: Yeah. Like, I'll get that look on my face, and
2: you're just like, yes, I'm farting.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I gotta keep track of uh, the kid's health and your health. So I'm judging those odors. Like, ooh, someone's having an issue.
4: (laughs) Oh,
0: my God.
2: (laughs) Who is it? Is it you? The big guy that can take care of himself, then I don't have to worry, but
0: I'm like, dang, is that the baby? (laughs) Oh, hopefully not the baby. How long are these farts? C-dubs, I'm telling you, like, doesn't matter. I'm talking about, like, the the, the tip of the fart. It could be a long fart or a short fart, but, like, it just is beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Like, right when you first feel the rumble of, like, the sphincter kind of parting for the release, she'll be like, did you fart?
2: Oh, I laughed because Tunto... it's like Dave
0: Jones said, it only takes an inch.
2: Yeah, seriously. Less than an inch around me. Only
0: takes about an inch.
2: Tunto said he got in trouble in class two for holding back laughing until it just all comes out because uh, a girl accidentally said armadillo <laughs> instead of armadillo during her report and nobody else seemed to even notice. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> Is that when you put uh, C4 on a vibrator? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Maybe you arm a dildo? Yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna keep that tucked away in my brain files <laughs> <laughs> for when things get really fucked up.
0: Oh man,
2: C4 on
0: the dildo. Yeah, go out with a bang. Uh, like this next color.
1: I used to hit the old Taco Bevy on uh, the way to work after high school let out. I get myself a case of Dilla. I get myself a cheddar cheese burrito. And I farted my fucking brains out every time, <laughs> and because of this, I wanted to make sure that my car had nice air fresheners in it, uh, and I probably overdid it a lot <laughs> to cover up that old uh, butt funk. Yeah. And uh, one day I got pulled over for like basically just being a, a young person and uh, the cop just really fucking thought that I had marijuana and had been smoking in my car because <laughs> the air freshener was so strong. Oh, my God. got a fucking canine unit, had my parents come out and everything. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you guys know that that's not how I roll. But, uh, yeah, so be careful. Even your butt funk can get you into trouble. Be confused for skunk. <laughs> butt funk skunk. Out.
0: Oh, my God. That's rough, man. Yeah, it is rough. She's like, nobody uses this much air freshener. Officer, I'm sorry, I've been shitting my pants all day. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I swear to God.
0: Oh man. Cheers, Tunsa. That is a uh That is a wild one to be harassed by the police.
4: Because
0: you're just trying to save the world from your own farts.
2: The Lord's work, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> C Dubs is uh reminding everyone in the chat. Probiotics.
0: Probiotics, there you go. Uh C dubs has told us that his shit does not stink.
2: Yeah, he really is.
0: It's all about diet. Yep. Yep. Um uh cheers to Dr. Sir Mike Crotch who texted me haircuts. Come on now, and sent a link to uh the Kanye West track stronger. Uh, Ah yes On YouTube
2: Yeah I got a little daft punky When I was talking about the hair growing back
0: Ah yes Better, faster, stronger Thank you I was like what is this reference here Trying to uh, figure it out But now I got it figured out Yeah You you enlightened me
2: Oh now we just gotta figure out What our first time ever for next week is gonna be No I didn't say mine Oh yeah Sorry it's okay. Tell I was me.
0: I was going to uh not say anything about it because I'm still t- stalling coming up with something.
2: Oh. Cause you've really never been embarrassed mm. over your butt funk.
0: Not really by a fart. Like I'm trying to think, uh I got a lot of control, you know, a little bodily control. Which helps for <laughs> holding farts in, it helps for holding pee during long, long podcasts, and it helps for uh the pull out method. Hmm. Um uh, like if you have nice control of your muscles at and below the waist, then uh, all of those things kind of come with a little more ease to you. So I've always been blessed in all those categories. But uh, there's a couple of times because I'm trying to remember if I ever was embarrassed by a fart, it would have been at a time where I, uh, well, you know, I, I was trying not to fart and did anyway, and I just really can't remember a time like that. The only times I've, like, accidentally farted or surprised myself farting uh, have been with, like, coughs or sneezes. <laughs> but when you cough or sneeze and fart, there's just some kind of extra humor. There's just kind of, like, it's just funny, you know? Yeah. And you just, like, the, there's so much delight in the, f- in the humor of the situation where you just sneeze and rip a big fart right at the push of the sneeze that I just, I don't know. I think I'm with uh, Sir Seat Sitter on this, man. I don't think I've ever been embarrassed by a fart.
2: You got a name for that too, right?
0: Uh, So when I was maybe like three or four, we were out at a restaurant Uh, and I just started laughing hysterically. I couldn't stop myself. It was like a full 10-minute like laughing fit where I couldn't even bring myself to speak. I was laughing so hard and my parents were like, You know when somebody's just laughing uncontrollably and you're, like, confused and you want to know what's funny, but you're also laughing because it's contagious and, like, you're just catching the laughter of them laughing so hard? Yeah. And that's the state I put them in. And when I finally could get my words out, I explained that, uh, well, the first thing that I could even say out (laughs) loud was double-double wacko double double wacko and i got those words out and then i just like saying it out loud made me just cry and just like it like threw me into more hysterics and double double wacko my parents like looked at each other like all confused <laughs> but they're like still laughing you know like what the fuck is what is he talking about and then i finally explained that at some like at some point we had sat down and then i like burped and farted at the same time which I would never done before and really blew my mind. And then when I did it, I was like, oh, double-double wacko. And for whatever reason, it makes no goddamn sense at all. But it's funny. But it fucking rolled me, dude. <laughs> I couldn't stop. I was, like, crying. I was just a little kid, man. Oh, Jesus.
2: When it comes to being embarrassed from farting, all I could think was maybe there was a story to come out of your Taco Bell withdrawals phase.
0: Well, now that's shitting yourself, though. Uh-huh. Uh, I have been embarrassed by like uncontrollably shitting myself. <laughs> that's, that much is true. Yeah. And not really like a, oh my God, I can't speak to these people again, but more like a sheepish like, oh, yeah, yeah, I uh, really shit myself. <laughs> kind of thing.
2: The farts didn't preclude that.
0: There wasn't really farts. It was just liquid shits, Ugh. man. It was so bad. It was Ugh. so bad. Yeah, Taco Bell withdrawals. Um, which just like point for point, I experience basically what everybody describes when they get dope sick, like all of it.
2: Yeah, Taco Bell is gross.
0: Yeah, it's fucked up, especially when you like have it every day when you work there, and that's pretty much like your diet. <laughs> yeah, which that's... was me uh, the first summer away from home as an adult.
2: Was food included? Like, did you get to eat for free? Yeah. When you worked there? Yeah. I think there
0: was like some kind of on-paper rule where you wrote it up and got like, you know, the fucking half off or something, but it was just unspoken that you could make whatever you want off the line. Yeah. That's just kind of how it worked in in reality.
2: Stupid Wendy's, they'd charge you like a third or something of the price. They're like, oh, you know, you get a discount. So I'd always just pack a lunch if I was working a full day at Wendy's. Way (laughs) back when.
0: C Dub says Taco Bell is worse than weed. Well, y'all, fucking oranges are worse than weed, man. Everything's worse than weed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. No, yeah, okay. So that's my uh, first time. First time I never. Double double wacko. Double double wacko. That wasn't embarrassing. That was a true delight. (laughs) True delight. A true delight, man. A poo delight. Coined a phrase. First time I ever coined a phrase. Oh, there you go. Uh, uh, it sucks because I just told that story and that's really mine. So maybe oh. I'll just write it on the list and bring it back. Like, yeah. Once the six week cycle passes and the Bullers forget that story, maybe slap them with it again down the road. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. I think somebody last minute, it might have been C Dubs, slid on us, uh, farted during sex, but we can't do a double fart. Uh, first time I ever sat in a heated seat. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, see,
2: see those in the chat. First time I ever or Spencer picked the first time I ever.
0: Uh, someday. Uh, first time I ever made art for a podcast, got my blood drawn, got promoted, choked on something.
2: Yeah, let's go with that one.
0: First time I ever choked on something. I feel like we've been dodging that one for too long. And yeah. it always catches my fancy when I look through. First time I ever choked on something, you can get your submission in uh, and tell us the first time by calling 816-607-3663 between now and uh, next time we sit down uh exactly 7 days from now. Yeah, next Tuesday night. Uh and of course, if you got some uh questions for my boy Boobs, throw them in there on the voicemail line or text him in or boost him in or whatever, you know. We got ways to communicate. We got ways. We're we're open bowl here. Open bowl policy. Uh, and now the one drop that I never forget. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling.
2: Yeah, let's go bowling. Why not? Well, the Mexican president had a tweet of a very unusual picture this week. He claims it's an elf in a tree. Okay. But not just any elf. A mischievous woodland spirit from Mayan folklore called an alux. A-L-U-X-E. He uh, says he got the picture from an engineer. An engineer? Yeah, like an a, engineer sent it.
0: Like a train engineer? Uh. Like a chugga 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 choo choo
2: uh, They don't specify, but I guess that they're uh working on something. Or oh, like constructing. A, yeah, you're right. Constructing a tourist train. Okay. That, that is the president's pet project.
0: I didn't know if it was like a <laughs> database AWS engineer or like a, what, what what kind of engineer are we talking about?
2: <laughs> Train engineer, choo-choo. Yeah. Um, and the picture, you know, kind of blurry, kind of uh, whatever you want it to be. At first, I thought it was a raccoon. Um, and it looks like this picture has uh, circulated elsewhere before. I'll post it in the chat. And, of course, you can always find it in the show notes of these episodes. But spooky, nonetheless, I guess. Uh, it kind of looks like a Jawa. Okay. From Star Wars. I don't know, but the hands, something about the hands just makes me think it's a raccoon with something stuck on its head. I don't mm. know. I guess it, it, it sort of looks like a long knee coming out the back, though, like it's a man or man-like.
0: Oh, yeah. In which case it sure. could be an elf, I suppose. I guess that could be a branch, though.
2: Yeah. Well, you see how grainy the photo is. I mean, there's always
0: lot, What the fuck?
2: There's a lot to do. Decipher here, like, I guess.
0: Take this on like a Nokia flip phone from 05 or what? What's the deal here?
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, nighttime shots are difficult to get.
0: Yeah. Well.
2: Yeah. An alux
0: alux Elusive alux Well, there you go. Captured on film.
2: Yeah. I know. Not so it elusive. It looks just exactly
0: like this fucking stone thing over here. You know, like uncanny. Not.
2: That's a different thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was, uh, he's really into the folklore. You know, so he was sharing that art that had been made.
0: I see. From past okay, life. pre-Spanish uh, pre sculpture. Yes. Everything is mystical. Well, that we can agree on.
2: Yeah. Todo C-Dub
0: es místico.
2: C Dub says, "I hear there's protests in Mexico, and this is a hey, look over here."
0: Oh well, you know.
2: Everybody said a leprechaun say, "Oh." Um. <laughs> uh. I got a story about a Goodwill purchase. Oh. In Arizona.
0: I'm liking it so far.
2: Yeah. So this woman, she found an antique secretary desk for 20 bucks.
0: Can't That's beat a hell that. of a deal. Sign me up, bro.
2: Yeah, so she got it home and she was trying to get it in place and tipped it over when this secret drawer fell
0: out of it. Oh shit.
2: In the drawer, there was a bunch of newspaper clippings, letters sheet music, and some articles about sports and farms that all seemed to revolve around one family dating about a 100 years back. And the letters were all addressed to a Martha McCullough. So she decided to post about it on the legacy social media platform of her choice and was contacted by a woman who said, Martha was my grandmother. And lo and behold, in this stash of historical documents, was the birth announcement for this woman. Whoa. Yeah. So she was able to turn it all over to that family, and they were able to discover about 100 years of their family's history right there.
0: Top it off, turkey style. That's a great one, man.
2: Yeah, what a find.
0: I love a good thrift score, and a piece of history going into it was uh, it's just the cherry on top.
2: Yeah, it's all about that treasure hunt, man. And she found a treasure just like the cops on a French beach where 850 kilos of cocaine washed up.
1: Holy shit.
2: Yeah. So they it was like two big packages linked by a rope. So it came in from the water. and Because
0: uh, packages of cocaine use the buddy system.
2: Yeah, I guess so. I'm digging this... Uh all these cocaine stories seem to be well you know they were going to uh make a big drop at this longitude latitude and we got there and scooped it first but mm-hmm. in this instance I guess the coke just floated away right up onto the beach damn it and of course the police were there to find it see i you wonder know?
0: how much how many how often that happens and uh doesn't become headline news well
2: that's when it's not the police that find it exactly yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah Right beach, right time. Man. You
0: gotta root for the little guy. I always do. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so they're trying to figure out if uh the drugs intentionally floated shore there. Like if that was the pickup spot or if it fell off a ship or what happened. But they don't have any leads, allegedly. So. And they don't need them. <laughs> Let's them float. Over to, uh, the Americas. Oh, this was a funny one. A crypto mining operation, that's the headline wordage, not mine, was found in a school crawl space. It was linked back to a 39-year-old former employee at the school. This was in Cohasset, Massachusetts. And, uh... Now he's being charged with fraudulent use of electricity and vandalizing a school.
0: There it is.
2: Oh. I
0: could feel it coming.
2: Yeah, well, it all started when the facilities director was doing an inspection, just a routine inspection, and he found all these electrical wires and temporary duct work and a bunch of computers that just seemed out of place, which is like, yeah, they're saying it was in the crawl space that... Definitely is out of place. So he called in the IT director, and that person was like, Oh, this is a mining setup. But to be on the safe side, they had the Coast Guard Investigative Service and Department of Homeland Security come in to safely remove and examine the equipment. Because you never know when it might be a bomb, I guess. I guess. You know, even though it had been identified as a mining operation, they were still scared. So they linked it back to this 39-year-old employee who just didn't show up to work after that discovery. He was an assistant to the facilities director, so he should have known that that inspection was going to go down and moved his uh, operation elsewhere. But he just had a court date that uh, came up, and he didn't show so now he's yeah. got a warrant issued for him. He's probably
0: long gone. Yeah. Long gone. That's where uh, a smart guy would be He's long gone. Yep. That's for sure. Because it turns out, you know, like uh, nobody understands all of this bullshit, but uh, the coins aren't inside of those machines. <laughs> I know. So uh, there's no reason to return for them.
2: Yeah, but how dare he steal the school's electricity? Oh, no no we were using that. So dumb. I don't know. No. Just mine mining your own crawl space. Right. Mining your own business. <laughs>
0: it makes nothing but sense.
2: In New York City, there was a typo on a road sign, but it's been corrected. Oh. Uh. uh this was a road sign for Jackie Robinson Parkway in which they wrote Jakey Robinson. Forgot the C.
4: Yeah,
2: I guess it was located in Queens with a picture of Jackie Robinson. So, I don't know why there was no second set of eyes going over it before it got printed or whatever. But here we are. Then in West Virginia, there was an investigation uh, from the eastern panhandle on all these reports coming in of powder in the air and landing on vehicles. You know what it was? What? Pollen.
0: Uh, of course. <laughs>
2: I guess they were wondering if it had anything to do with these Midwestern dust storms, if some dust had made it out to West Virginia. Uh, But the results say predominantly pollen with trace amounts of mineral matter.
0: Tricked by plant jizz once again.
2: Yeah. Goofy. Happens every year.
0: (laughs) Come on, people. But
2: here we are. I know, that that was really, to me, like a hey, look over there story. Yeah. I was like, huh? It's yellow anthrax. Everybody panic. <laughs> Powder in the air is pollen. Hmm. who to thunk? But yeah, then, when they said trace amounts of mineral matter, I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> Why don't they uh, elaborate into that?
0: Mineral matter.
2: Mineral matter, yeah. That's
0: the uh, technical Big. term for it. Big.
2: Uh here's a funny story. Dude shows up at a California courthouse on a Saturday night, asking about what room his upcoming hearing is going to be in. Saturday night's a pretty odd time to show up at the courthouse asking for questions about your hearing. Yeah. But the guard, you know, helps him out anyways, gets him the location, and then is like, all right, you got to go now. But he doesn't. He shatters his way through two glass doors to enter the court complex. And then he breaks through a wooden door frame, and goes into the Department 8 courtroom, I believe where he was his hearing was going to be, where he started a fire that melted the lights in the ceiling, scorched the furniture, and caused, of course, the sprinklers to come on. So now that courtroom is unusable.
0: Holy based
2: Yeah. I uh... guess
0: he's not going to have a hearing in there, huh?
2: <laughs> Doesn't sound like that. Yeah, he'll but probably it's...
0: have a couple other hearings, though, now.
2: His hearing was over vandalism, and then here he is starting a fire. Yeah. He's a mad lad.
0: once you pop, the fun don't stop, you know.
2: I guess. Yeah, so water from the sprinklers, of course, uh, leaked all over the place and destroyed computers and documents. So they're saying the courthouse is claiming that repairs could cost half a million dollars and take six months to complete. So he was arrested and held on a $75,000 bail.
0: Wow. Out of the frying pan, starting fires. Yep. That's one way to deal with it, I suppose.
2: Have you ever wanted to kiss someone long distance? Mm,
0: Maybe a long, long time ago, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like at the tender age of 14 or something. Something like that, yeah. (laughs) Well, there's a new device on the market. Oh, God. For 40 bucks can be yours. And it it looks like a flashlight, but it's just lips. Ooh! And you attach it to the bottom of your phone. It's bulky, though. And somehow using this app, you've got a pair of lips. Your lover's got a pair of lips. And you can use this device mm. to transmit your kisses to the other person near, far, wherever they are.
0: Uh, can they transmit the kisses to my pee pee?
2: I was wondering that. I don't believe the lips can open far enough.
0: Yeah. But it's set
2: reportedly it can replicate the movement, the heat, and the sound that your lips make.
0: Okay, that's a little too when much. When you're kissing. And the sound but, get a fucking wreck.
2: Yeah, but then when it says heat and movement, it makes me think, well, you could put make your lips into an O shape, you know? Oh uh, yeah. To have something inserted, right?
0: Get a little like, heat, get a little movement.
2: Yeah. Just no lubrication.
0: Well, Which is kind of a bummer. I think they have and, other solutions for that already. Yeah. The lips thing, it's like, I don't think anybody's at that point, right? Like, anybody who would want this product is probably saying what I'm saying right now, which is like, okay, that's all right, but does it suck your D?
2: <laughs> no. But, f- you know, flashlights, they'll never fail you.
4: You gotta suck that dick.
2: Uh and they have those mouth versions.
0: Yeah, mouth flashlight. Yeah. Most indeed. You know, mhm.
2: Throat lights.
0: <laughs> yeah, what could be better?
2: Uh the weirdest part is okay, first of all, this isn't the weirdest part, but this came out of China. It's a Chinese product. Oh, of course. And they're trying to create a dating app linked to these
0: oh my rubber God. kissing mouths. She's just like the chat roulette of like people who are kissing this The Bluetooth lip thing on the other side of you.
2: Yeah. Isn't that goofy?
0: And then they're chatting you like, I want to suck your dick.
2: Yeah, exactly. And chat roulette is exactly how I picture that going down. Suck his dick. That's like you said you were going to (laughs) do.
0: Yeah, nice and clean.
2: Yeah. But you'll never be able to replicate the real thing.
0: No. So, just, just wait. Yeah. Yeah, or find someone nearer, yeah, <laughs> and dearer.
2: Well, you know, I mean, I remember uh, some like video chats with you when I was in math and you were back here mm-hmm. when we first met. Mm-hmm. That was fine. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, it was decent.
2: Just said nudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said nudes. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is a sad story. A vintage Dukes of Hazard car crashed in Missouri.
0: Oh, man.
4: Yeah. Oh.
2: It was one of 25 or 26 General Lee's that had been, you know, created after the show. And I guess, you know, the driver was going too fast on Sunday afternoon. It was kind of slicker yet then. And they crashed along Highway 165 after losing control. So oh, the driver and passenger were both taken to the hospital, and there's no word on their condition, but that car did get fucked up.
0: Never would have happened to them Duke boys.
2: No. Definitely not. Now, Sunday was kind of a, a gloomy day. <laughs> yeah. In in our area, at least.
0: Oh, it was a downpour, man. Like, uh,
2: yeah, it was like that icy
0: rain. Flooded the damn garage again. Oh, yeah. I hate that.
2: And my final story for the lands tonight come from Washington. A city council meeting, in fact. Uh, And it was getting pretty heated between constituents talking about I don't know if they're trying to build a library or add funds to a library or what. But it was pretty tense. And all of a sudden, people started hearing a meow from the ceiling. And there was this cat head that popped out between like the ceiling and the roof. You could see the cat on the city council camera. And it just didn't want to hear any of it. it kept meowing and interrupting everyone so the meeting lasted two hours and then someone got a ladder went up there and got the cat well they found out after about a week of news stories that there was a man in visiting Washington on business from Montana who brought his cat and was dropping her off for whatever you call cat sitting I guess you know one of those uh lock him in a cage for a few days kind of places. And he slipped and fell, and she escaped her cage and found her way into the city council meeting. So they've been reunited. All right. Yep, Cat's name was Frodo. Even though it was a girl, or referred to as a girl the whole time.
0: Mm. Uh, So. Frodita.
2: Yeah, Frodita. Well, that's a weird one. Yeah, not too often you uh, get cat crashed at the city council.
0: No, it should happen more often, I say.
2: Oh, yeah, anything Mm. should happen at those
0: things. (laughs) This is so boring. Mm Mm-hmm. City council. Well, thanks for hanging out. We are very excited to uh, do some more stuff this week, including tomorrow night, dreams, abs in the six-packs or seat sitter,
2: and a pool's with buzz on Friday with Boobs. Yeah, boobs. It's
0: be a great week. Uh, so it's just round out our epic week of epicness. Uh, and it's March tomorrow, so so we got that going for us, too. All right. All that kind of stuff. So anyway, we will always also be back every Tuesday night without fail, <laughs> keeping the streak alive. Uh, whether it's Wednesday or Friday or Tuesday or whenever day it is, you know that I will be saying, caca! And that I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City.
2: And I'll be here, and I'll still be Dame Dolorian. And you'll be the bowlers. Till next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter.
0: Bowl after bowl till he's sick.
3: It's not racist,
6: it's fact!
1: Don't go, don't come, don't do anything. That guy's fucking right.
3: And I'll fight you.
1: Oh, the bowl after bowl guy?
5: Spencer just says the fun stuff.
3: It's just me and my ganja.
6: Not if you were stoned at the time.
3: We're stoned. I'ma give you this joint, nigga.
1: Streaming value for value. And weed is an excellent combination. Well,
6: so if you want to be like me, a loser,
1: go ahead and smoke.
5: You make weed look so uncool.
1: I like money. Thank you for the value for value. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey,
0: you see that guy over there? I'm going to fuck that guy. <laughs>
1: Well, I've often thought
0: that he maybe is a little autistic I have to be careful how I share my opinions.
1: I like fresh air, motherfucker Maybe he can play guitar
6: by the firelight
4: Bowl after bowl
5: Bowl after bowl Bowl after bowl Bowl after bowl.com.